0: Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church, we seek to love God, love others, and make a difference. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. Hey, today we're continuing in our series called Reasonable Doubt. We've been talking about those things that sometimes can cause us to wrestle with our faith, sometimes cause us to wrestle with doubts, and, and things that cause people that, that, that are wrestling with the claims of Christ and whether or not to follow Jesus, these things that cause them doubts. And so week one, we talked about how Jesus loves to meet us in our honest doubts that we bring to him. And then last week, Pastor Greg brought a great message talking about, is it, is it uh, can, can I credibly both um, believe in science or does the science contradict what God's word has to say? And, and, and it was an incredible message. And today, I want to talk to you about one of the most common reasons that people give for not following Jesus. And it's this, so many Christians seem like hypocrites what I wanna talk to you about today. Brennan Manning famously said it this way, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. There was a survey a few years ago by the Barna Group asking people that were self-identified as not being followers of Jesus to indicate which of the reasons for not following Jesus they most closely identified with. And none of the top six were evidentiary reasons. None of the top six had anything to do with science or the veracity of the Bible or any of those things. They were all moral types of reasons. The top three problems people had with Christianity was that it was viewed as one, 91% said anti-homosexual. 91% of these folks that aren't followers of Jesus said they see uh, Christianity as being anti-homosexual. 87% said judgmental and 85% said hypocritical. And I think what happens is, is, is it's easy to look at individual Christians, you know, and, and see them as hypocritical. It's easy to look at, at groups of Christians or as, or as Christians are portrayed in the media and look at that as hypocritical. And I think also what happens is people look through the lens of history and, and they, they hear about atrocities committed in the name of Jesus, whether that be the Crusades or the Inquisition or the Salem witch trials. And so today I wanna to talk to you about this thing why do so many Christians seem like hypocrites? And I'm gonna to try to preach it to really two groups, and I think a lot of us at various moments fall into both of these groups. So i want to talk to you, of if, if you're somebody that, that that's something that you wrestle with, maybe you don't claim to be a follower of Jesus, maybe you are seeking to be a follower of Jesus, but sometimes you look at the behavior of Christians and it gives you doubts, and and uh, and then I also wanna to talk to those of us that are seeking to follow Jesus and, and see, talk about how we can be led. Um, accused of hypocrisy and so here's the first reason why do why do many christians seem like hypocrites because a lot that is done in the name of jesus has nothing to do with jesus if you have your bibles go over to matthew chapter 7 matthew 7 verse 15 a lot of things done in the name of jesus have absolutely nothing to do with him some people are fakers intentionally and they're looking to deceive you. Jesus said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ferocious wolves. They are." He said there'll be some people that will intentionally and knowingly deceive you. Now, some people will seek to do that in regard to the, like they're not even Christians. They know they're not Christians. They're just pretending to be. They're just saying they are for some other reasons. and And, and so some people look to deceive you that way. Others will will, will seek to deceive you regarding the nature of their character. Uh, See, the thing is, we all like to look good to people. We all like to look good to people. We all like to look a little bit better to people than we really are. If this was ever doubted through all of human history, social media has proven to us once and for all, people like to look good to other people. They will do whatever it takes. And, and, and here's the thing, hypocrisy is that gap between what we show and who we really are. Hypocrisy is when we are pretending to be something we're not. We pretend to, to everyone on the outside that we have a great marriage, but even, even though we know deep down, we really don't. We pretend to be super generous, want to give that impression, but we know deep down we're really not. Hypocrisy is where we care more about looking right than doing right. Hypocrisy, Jesus makes it clear, is when we care more about how the outside looks than the reality of what is going on on the inside of us. Matthew 23, Jesus, in this chapter, six different occasions, begins a sentence saying, woe to you hypocrites. Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees. These were the the ultra-religious leaders. You hypocrites, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish and on the inside are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish and then the outside also will be clean. I have a situation in my house and I don't know if it is primarily related to our automatic dishwasher or if it is primarily related to our teenagers loading our automatic dishwasher. But it's not uncommon for me in the morning to go and grab a cup to make some coffee and out the outside of that cup looks all clean and I pull it out and the inside of that cup is just filled with nastiness. Anyone else have either a poorly running dishwasher or teenagers that are not great at doing dishes? Anybody else have a, I see that hand. And so, um, and, and so Jesus is saying to these, these religious leaders, he says, you're just all concerned that the outside of the cup looks clean. The inside of your life is nasty and dirty. He says, what are you teachers of the law? You hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way on the outside, you appear to be as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Hypocrisy is when we care more about how the outside looks than the reality of what's going on on the inside of us. And so some people will intentionally deceive you. Some people will be surprised one day. They are deceived themselves. Jesus, Matthew 7, makes it clear in other places. Not everyone who thinks they're following Jesus actually is really following Jesus. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, these are verses that that, that should cause us to think soberly about our own lives. Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not do all kinds of great stuff for you? We prophesied in your name, drove out demons, and performed miracles in your name. And then Jesus says, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, away from me, you evildoers." So some people are intentionally deceptive. Other people have actually been deceived themselves. And so part of why a great many people um, look at Christians and say, oh, they're a bunch of hypocrites, it's because a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the name of Jesus has nothing to do with Jesus. Some people are being deceptive, others have been deceived. John Calvin talks about the way in which our hearts can be deceived. He said, the human heart has so many crannies where vanity hides, so many holes where falsehood lurks, is so decked out with deceiving hypocrisy that it often dupes itself. So another th- reason that uh, not everything that it happens in the name of Christ has anything to do with Jesus is because some of uh, history is very, very complex. People talk about the things like the Crusades and the Inquisition and Salem witch trials, these atrocities committed in the name of Christ, and, and no doubt the church has played a role, and no doubt the church should have done more to stop these things, but nearly every time that, that, that these major things that people point to as saying, hey, I, I, can't, I can't follow Jesus because man, look at the church, it's been filled with hypocrites. Look at these bad things that the church has done through history. Every time, it was the result of an unholy union between the church and the state. And these things were more political and cultural than they were spiritual. Mark Clark, in his book, The Problem of God, said it this way. He said, consider the Crusades and the Inquisition. He says, I frequently heard skeptics refer to the Crusades as, quote, religious wars where, quote, the church slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent Muslims. But we must understand that at the time of the Crusades and the Inquisition, Western Europe was a fighting, was fighting complex geopolitical wars while being culturally Christian. Catholicism as a religious institution held great places of power in Europe at the time. Church and state were not separate. Europe would wage its wars under a Catholic banner, and because of this, people conclude that the Crusades are an example of Christianity trying to expand by the way of the sword. But this was simply not the case. Many of these fights were political and nationalistic battles, not religious ones. This was not about the advancement of the kingdom of God and heartfelt conversion of people to Jesus, but the expansion of European rule draped in a vaguely Christian exoskeleton. And in many cases, they were fought defensively to protect Christians from invading Muslim attacks and to reclaim land that had been lost to Muslim invaders. So, so here's the big picture. Many times, Christians look like hypocrites because a lot of what happens in the name of Jesus has nothing to do with Jesus, specifically when church and state enter into a political union, the mixing of religion and politics. It was more about land, empire, and power than it was about Jesus the whole time. The church was never meant to become a systematized, institutionalist, and politicized organization that wields political and military power over others. The church was always to be about a different kingdom, not one of swords and wars, but fighting a fight where our greatest weapons are the power of the Holy Spirit and an unrelenting genuine love for both friend and foe, not primarily seeing the victory as lands and laws, but the victory being changed hearts and lives. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that in a democracy like ours, that our faith does not inform how we vote. There's no way to separate these things. But our end game is never to somehow control or coerce people into faith or sharing our values using politics. It's not the mission Jesus has given us, and it has never, in in 2,000 years of church history, it has never served us well in the long run. And so part of of why Christians oftentimes look like hypocrites is a whole lot of what happens in the name of Jesus has nothing to do with Jesus. Some people being intentionally deceptive, other people who've been deceived themselves. And, And then this the complex nature of history. Another reason so many Christians seem like hypocrites is because some people misunderstand the nature of Christianity. Christianity is about one wonderfully perfect person dying for a bunch of wildly imperfect people. So some people see Christians who, who uh, take the name of Christ and, and then have blind spots or make mistakes, and, and they say, well, see, it's, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. But it's, the essence of the Christian faith is that we are broken, perfect people, and a perfect person died for us. And so there's, there's going to be some ongoing struggles and sin. First John 1.8 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us. It's been said before, Jesus did not come to make bad people good, he came to make dead people alive. Many people assume that to be a Christian means that you follow all the rules and have your life all together. I've known enough Christians, that's not how it works. They assume that, quote, Christian equals, quote, good person, when the opposite is true. Jesus lived a perfect life precisely because we can't. And then we see, as we just read about the early church, that the early church was filled with broken, messed up people who still continued to struggle with sin. And so this growth in character and changes in our behavior, this process of becoming more like Jesus, it's this gradual lifetime process. And so sometimes what looks like hypocrisy is actually real progress mixed with imperfection, inconsistency, and struggle. Hypocrisy is not the absence of perfection. What looks like hypocrisy might just be an honest struggle. See, the difference between the hypocrite and the struggler is that the hypocrite's focus is hiding their sin. The struggler's focus is hating their sin. Paul in Romans seven says it this way, and he says, and if I do what I do not wanna do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that the good itself does not dwell in me. And that is in my sinful nature. This is key verse here. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. How many of you have identified with that at some point? Like, man, the good I want to do, I don't do. The bad thing I don't want to do, I keep doing. It's this, but what we could tell in the way Paul's talking about this, man, his he hates that it's happening. This is this honest struggle. He's inviting God to help him with. it's. it's but so sometimes what looks like hypocrisy might just be an honest struggle. Hypocrisy is not the same thing as inconsistency. Hypocrisy is not the same thing. as Sometimes we, we, we have days where we really are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and really thriving at, at living the, in the way of Jesus. And then, and then other days we, we, we blow it more than others. It's not the same as inconsistency. I like how Tolstoy says it. Let me read this to you. He says, attack me rather than the path I follow and which I point out to anyone who asks me where I think it lies. If I know the way home, and I'm walking along it drunkenly. Is it any less the right way because I am staggering from side to side? (laughs) Hypocrisy is not the same thing as inconsistency. Sometimes what looks like hypocrisy loses sight of real progress. Maybe you have a coworker that you've worked with the last year or so, and they regularly talk about their desire to faithfully follow Jesus, and they drop the F-bomb seven times a day. I know most of you don't know what the F-bomb is. You're so pure, and so. They drop the F-bomb seven times a day, and whenever they do it, you're like, man, just this morning you were talking about Jesus, and now you're just dropping the F-bomb, and, and you're like, gosh, I'm kind of a hypocrite. Man, maybe three years ago, they used to drop the F-bomb 60 times a day. It looks like hypocrisy, but you're not seeing all the progress of where they used to be, that they're not who they used to be. They're not who they're gonna be, but, but, but they are in this process of progress empowered by the Holy Spirit they've come a long way you just don't see it why do so many Christians seem like hypocrites because as Christians we all have areas of ignorance imbalance and biases police officer pulled a driver aside and asked for the license and registration what's wrong officer the driver asked he said I didn't go through any red lights and I certainly wasn't speeding no you weren't said the officer but I saw you waving your fist as you swerved around the lady driving in the left lane. And I further observed your flushed and angry face as you shouted at the driver of the Hummer who cut you off and how you pounded your steering wheel when the traffic came to a stop near the bridge. The man said to the officer, he said, is that a crime, officer? No, but when I saw your bumper sticker that says Jesus loves you and I do too. (laughs) He says, I knew this car must be stolen. See, we all have areas where we have blind spots, biases, areas where we blow it. And and see, here's the thing. It's easy to hyper-focus on some scriptures and nearly ignore others. See, I think that this is as much of what, this often leads to a legitimate claim of hypocrisy. Sometimes this is just because of the way our personality is, our natural propensities, our experience, our church culture that we've been a part of, the broader culture that has influences, uh, influenced us. And this can lead to these legitimate claims of hypocrisies. Jesus, Jesus called out the Pharisees on this. Matthew 23, woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a 10th of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. These folks we're tithing on their spices, not just their money, not just their crops, not just their animals. They're tithing on their spices. And I just wanna let you know don't put any cinnamon in the offering here at Life Church. We take crypto, we don't take cinnamon. And so, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. He says, you're tithing, you're so focused on this thing that you're tithing all the way down to your spices. He says, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. He says, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. He says, hey, it's great that you, that you take your tithing seriously, but, man, you're, but you're ignoring this whole other even bigger thing of what it looks like to honor God with your life. He says, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. See, it's easy, we all do some of this without even knowing it. Uh, you say, well, I'm never gonna miss church but I'm gonna embrace walking in unforgiveness with my family. I'm gonna fight for the unborn, but I'm going to disregard the poor. I'm going to be super generous, but I'm I'm going to ignore sexual ethics and honoring God with my body. I'm gonna never use profanity, but I will regularly gossip and criticize. As Christians, we must yield our whole selves to God's authority, our money, our relationships, our politics. And see, the culture I grew up in, alcohol was bad, but low key racism was okay. The culture I grew up in, non Christian music, secular music was bad, but judgmental gossip was okay. And see, we, we we need to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, to conform us more fully into the character of God, to ask him to show us what are these blind spots? What are these areas of what it looks like to faithfully follow Jesus that I'm taking seriously? And what are these areas where that, that I just tend to low-key ignore and not focus on as much? See, it's easy to focus on more on the sins of others than our own sins. See, normal struggles coupled with a judgmental spirit looks a lot like hypocrisy. Grace for ourselves and criticism for others looks a lot like hypocrisy. And Jesus couldn't be clearer that the sin we should be most concerned about is our own sin. Matthew 7 3 says, Is Jesus being funny here? He says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? And pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? So so your friend, your family member has a little thing in their eye, like that stuff you wake up when you sleep sometimes, have a little little thing there, or got a little speck of sawdust or an eyelash in your eye. You're like, hey, let me get that for you. But you've got this 10 foot pole in your eye. It's like a Monty Python sketch. The whole time you're trying to get it out of their eye, you're like hitting them in the head. And, and Jesus is like, focus on your own sin far more than the sins of others ever. Here's the last thing, and we're done. Why do so many Christians seem like hypocrites? It's because stories of quiet faithfulness, selfless sacrifice, and loving service never make the headlines. For every televangelist with a private airplane and a sex scandal, there are a thousand pastors faithfully serving God and his people in obscurity, many living in relative poverty. For every political candidate that talks about Jesus for their own gain, there are a thousand Christians somewhere serving Jesus at great risk to themselves or their own lives. See, Life Church is filled with people who faithfully serve in obscurity, that are filled with love, that, that there's never going to be a dateline expose. Headline Family cares for multiple foster children. More news at 10 o'clock. No no one wants to watch that. Headline, couple serves in Sunday school every Sunday for a decade, caring for children, teaching them about Jesus. Join us later on tonight. No one watches that stuff. Man, life church is filled with people that just that that, that just faithfully seeking to follow Jesus, love God, love, pe- love people, making a difference with their lives. There's, if you've ever had a good meal at Life Church, good odds Ray and Judy Martin made it. There are a couple that started coming to life church years ago. They've just been coming for been coming for a few months, and he said, Hey, I feel I feel called of God. I'm gonna go buy a big old giant barbecue trailer, and whenever you need to feed a bunch of people, just call us and we'll just cook everything for free. And it's just, it's just their ministry and they're just faithfully doing it. And, and, and it's never going to be on a newspaper and it's never going to be on TV. It's, it's just, they're faithfully following Jesus. Uh, Mike and Tamison Joyer have been for about 11 years, every other week, working in our elementary ministry, just faithfully. So yeah, you guys and, uh. Just this, this going and being with, with with elementary kids, just teaching them about Jesus. Just a bunch of hyperactive, obnoxious third, fourth, and fifth graders. And it's like, man, that for 11 years, every other week, uh, Jeff and Nikki Hertzler, in the in the last four or five years, they have, uh, they have, um, the last four or five years. They've had, I saw, I saw the 11th foster child that they've had in their home in the last four or five years. This cutest little boy I saw outside after first service, but they've had 11 different foster children come in and out of their home. Some they just had in their home like in an emergency situation for a week or two. They'll get a call and they'll say, hey, we need somewhere for this child to be in two hours. Can you take a child in two hours? And they'll say, sure bring them on over. And some, some have stayed a few weeks in an emergency. Some have stayed a year, but they've had 11 and, and there's they're never going to be on TV. There's never going to be a salacious headline or Twitter post about family cares for 11 different foster children. Let me tell you all the dirt because bad news travels fast and good news oftentimes in the world in which we live of social media and, and, and the profit-making media that just wants to just give whatever sells, good news tends to travel slow. What what the actions and attitudes, when the actions and attitudes of some Christians sometimes discourage me, I don't know about you. I feel like whenever there's Christians on TV, they go out of their way to find the dumbest, meanest Christian they can find. Anyone else feel this way? You're like, why don't I get to pick which Christians get to go on TV? And, and But when the, when the actions of some Christians discourages me, I do try to consider all, all the amazing followers of Jesus that I've known that have just faithfully served well, loved well, just trying to live in the way of Jesus. And it does help me a lot. But you know what helps me the most? Is thinking about Jesus. I, I had this thought this week that I, I think there's there's sort of this two-sided thing about Christians failing to live up fully and perfectly to live the, the way of Jesus. It does speak of our brokenness and it does speak of our inconsistency and it does speak to the fact that we're a work in progress. It does speak to those moments where we care more about how we look on the outside than we do on the inside. And it does speak to the fact that there's areas that we tend to hyper-focus on and areas that we don't give enough attention to of what does it look like to follow Jesus. All those things are true. It does speak to what's imperfect in us. But I think it equally or maybe even more, speaks to the perfection of Jesus. The uniqueness of Jesus, that our, our, our inability to perfectly follow him it is in a sense greatly discouraging, and we need to ask God to help grow us in all of that, but it is also just does, again, speak to the uniqueness of who Jesus is. That, that, that he is the one who will never disappoint us. And he is, is the one who is not inconsistent and he is the, the one who's not going to let us down and he is the one who can meet us both in our doubt and in our moments of hypocrisy if we will take them to him. Let's pray. So Father, we do... Uh, but do just confess those of us that are seeking to follow Jesus that we need your help powered by your spirit to show us these blind spots in our lives these areas of hypocrisy in our lives these areas where we're focusing on one thing and missing giant other things God and we just invite you into that to, to speak those things to us that your Holy Spirit would reveal those things to us, that your Holy Spirit would grow us in these things that we might represent you well. And we do thank you for Jesus, the one who will never disappoint, the one who is never inconsistent, the one who never says one thing and does another. Lord, I do pray for those that just wrestle with doubt caused by a multitude of things, but maybe they've really been hurt by people taking on the name of Jesus and then behaving in ways in which he never would. And God, I have a feeling that in this room, there's a number, more than just a small few, of people that that has been their experience. Lord, I pray that even in this moment that that you would meet them in that with the certainty that they were not representing your heart towards them, that your heart towards them is love and goodness and flourishing and life. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this. And you can also find more information at lifechurchreno.com. Blessings to you.